Welcome to episode 89 of Iron Man Talk, your weekly fix in all things Iron Man. Alright guys, welcome along to episode 89 of Iron Man Talk with Coach John Newsom and Bevan James Isles. How you going, mate? I'm hot. It's pretty hot in the Iron Man Talk studios today, isn't it? Toasty. we ripping the tops off shortly. Don't get too excited. <laughs> anyway, Iron Man Talk is proudly brought to you by... Coffeesofhawaii.com For the world's <clears throat> best coffee. Trybuyers.com Your online try shop. Remember, Christmas time is coming. And Athlinks.com For your social networking needs for insurance athletes... Add your results, tracking, and social needs. Mm-hmm. Well, it's one of those weeks, it's that time of the year with, for us triathletes where it gets a little bit quiet. Not a lot of news happening. Not a lot this week. So we've got our news, we've got an age group of the week, or it's an age family of the week. We didn't do because of last week because <laughs> of our monster one hour 25 show. It would have been a two hour show if we'd done all the content last week. So, so we pulled back, we've got a high five. Uh, what's it on? It's Somebody sent it in, it's on the fixed bike Fixed wheel bike. Oh, very good. Uh, website of the week, and I've actually changed it, and I've changed the discussion of the week. Thanks for telling that before yeah, we started. Yeah, yeah, just great. A, you've got Coach's Corner, but you don't actually have Coach's Corner. Well, we've, I'm just going to talk about something random, so it's oh. Coach's Rant. He's got a story. We're going to put out your gold story oh, today. Yeah, story. Your gold story. And lastly, we've got a couple of questions and answers. Now, on the news front, there's not much happening this week, so we're going to start off with the big race in New Zealand. It's the Taupo Half. Tapo half, second year, and yeah, some good solid racing there. We've got two halves down here in New Zealand. We had, well, this is the second one of the year. We've had Ash Burton, then it goes to Tapo, and then next uh, this weekend coming, we've got Rotorua. Rotorua Vegas. So really good uh, result there by, shame about the name. But great name. Bevan McKinnon. Oh, great name. Steady swim. Looks like they all came out about the same in 26 minutes. Nailed the bike, 2.15 on that course yeah. in Tarpo. That's pretty So is it, is it the same as the Ironman course? Very similar. So the roads are pretty crappy and it's yeah. not particularly cool. fast. That's hammer time, isn't so it? So that is hammer time. And then he managed, the run was a bit slow, 1.26, but for 4.08. For a three-minute victory over Keegan Williams. Keegan is the guy who did Ironman New Zealand last year. And he blew past me in the run at the start and I thought, oh, you're a silly man. I, <laughs> I went past him and then I blew up and he came. <laughs> but he, he got about... Uh, he got top 10. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. Yep. Young guy too. Andrew Bedford in third and 4.19. Very good. On the female side of things, we have... Bridget Fry in yep. first, 4 hours 48. Yep. Second uh, in the swim, second in the bike, third on the run. Nice, consistent second place. Nice. And then we've got uh, Jessica Stacey. She came in at a time of 4.55.57. And is it Melissa? Holt. Melissa Holt in five hours. Do you know what I'm most seconds. amazed about? There's an oh, Isles. No. So we've got a Bevan and an Isles in the race. Yeah, if you combine sure. them together, there must be a James somewhere in this race as well. Sixth place, is it? For fifth, yeah. fifth place. You don't hear of many Isleses, do you? We're a rare yeah. breed, us Isleses. Yeah. Mm. Let's keep it that way, eh? So um, anything else about the race? Are you any goals? No, not really. Mm. Uh, I don't think it hailed like it has in the past. Mm. Uh, it was pretty nice weather all around in New Zealand last weekend. So the other big race we've got coming up next weekend is the Road of Vegas or Rotorua. I'm sure Kat will be doing the race. She's one of the listeners. Um, half Ironman. Bit of controversy. Oh, there's lots of controversy. What is the controversy, Jombo? Well... The guy who runs this race for non-New Zealand listeners is a guy called Shane Hooks, and he's a bit of an innovator. He goes goes on the edge a little bit. Innovator, and, yep, uh, mixed opinions on that. And but he does some good things. Like one of the things he does is he does a survey each year, and he basically whatever the athletes say, he instigates. You know, oh really? Like, like this year, apparently, I think he's changed the swim course because he got feedback on that last year. Um, in terms of the bike racking, like you know, some races make you rack your bike the night before, and some people like that. Some people don't. Yep. He had people voting on that, so. He, he rubs some people up the wrong way, yep. um, and he's always trying to make his race bigger and better, and uh, and that's what he's trying to do here, but it has caused a few feathers to be ruffled. Well, one of the things, and uh, T-Rex actually sent through an email, he was very frustrated by this, they're not letting you use your race belt. Mm. Uh, so you, you, He wanted to make this a bit of a surprise, yep. but uh, we, we weren't going to announce it, but it's up on the website now for all to see, but what they're doing in Taupo this, in Rotorua this year is they are going to be using, the race numbers are going to have your name big 
letters. You know, you sometimes get that at Iron Man, you just got your tiny little name across the bottom, but it's going to be big letters. No, well, what they actually do in that one is they just put a sticker over the number, don't they? Whereas this has actually been printed exactly. with your name. And it looks, I haven't got it here, but I saw an example of it, and it does look pretty great. Yeah, it's great. Mm-hmm. So he wanted to do that to try and get everybody involved. And I know when I've been racing and you've either got your name in a little print, you get people yelling out your name, or if they've got a program, they look your number up. Yeah. So I think this is going to be fantastic. And that's what he's trying to do when you're running along feeling pretty average and the crowds can actually see your name and I just play devil's advocate a bit here why not use the belt I don't understand why that limits that, that that's what he's yeah what he's saying with the belt is and I, I kind of agree with you your number often gets scrunched up yeah. and put to the side and falls off and things like that so he what he the reason he says no race belts he wants to have it clearly visible on the front and on the back and just pin it onto your top and stop whinging is basically what and, he's saying and T-Rex's argument was being devil's advocate again I'm quite good at that today. yes is he's going to wear the what do you call that? The tri-suit? The, the, when you, like a men's bra? Alright, yeah. Yeah, how will you do that? You just pin it on. Okay. Harden up, T-Rex. <laughs> okay, okay. Harden up. Harden up, T-Rex. That's John's comment, by the way. <laughs> and the other big news is he's not going to let you use bananas on the race. Yeah, I don't know if he's going to allow people to carry bananas, but they're not going to be handing them out at the race, at the aid stations okay. and the reason for that is because when you actually think about it, if you've got you know, about a thousand people racing at this race, if everybody picks up two or three bananas and chucks them away, it does create a lot of mess. Me being devil's advocate, oh, is I guess uh, is should part of your entry fee be for cleaning up the race course afterwards? You know, oh, very good, um, John. So surely, you, surely the race organisers' role is cleaning up the course. Well, that's what you'd think. And I suppose it's hard in, a, in like an Ironman half Ironman distance race because you've got a lot of distance to cover. But yeah. And the other thing he's doing as well is cups at aid stations. You know, you've got a drop zone of 50 metres within the aid station. You've got to drop your cup in there. So yeah, that's cool. You can completely see all those points. Yep. But I'd imagine there'd be some people that would rather pay an extra 10 or 15 bucks on their race entry fee to uh, to be able to throw your rubbish. Yeah, he is obviously like harder because he's got here grumpy bum signing off. Yeah. So yeah, he's good a lot stuff. like that. Yeah. Good, good luck to everybody who's racing in yeah, big this race. weekend. Um, slow Twitch picked our age group of the week and had an interview with Bree Wee. Did you read it? Uh, I only read parts of it, but I know she's a mummy. Well, you know what I found most impressive about her? She's into a rodeo, but she's also done the barrel rolling. You know, you know when they're in the water and they're going to stay on the barrels? Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> so it's, it's a good read. Go on to Slow Twitch and have a look at Actually, while I was on there, they had one on Taboom, and I've got some couple comments on Taboom! him. Taboom! Taboom is the man! <laughs> it was a, they've got an interview of him, and to be honest, most of it's about kind of what kind of music crap you're into, but... Um, he was saying an interesting comment I felt when I read it was that he said that he felt the competition's harder nowadays than what it was when he won it back back when, so in the early two yeah. thousands. Yeah, mm. I'd say it's a bit deeper. I don't know if the top end's any better, but I think it's a bit. No, I just a bit I just found it really interesting. Yeah. He also said that he was a little bit disappointed he didn't catch Tion, um Oh, Simbali. Yeah, when yeah. he came off the bike, he thought he'd get him, and he he, he did give um, Tion some credit, just saying yeah. it was really awesome. And lastly, one other thing I picked up on is that he has twenty bikes. Really? 20 bikes That's in his sad. garage. Is that sad or is that awesome? It's, that's sad. <laughs> 20 anyway, bikes. You have one for every day of the week. Uh, and every day of the month almost. Uh, about that. That's not bad. Anyway, we'll bikes. try and get him on the show at some stage. Anyway, somebody was trying to hook us up with him a couple of weeks ago, weren't they? Probably. Yeah. Everyone's trying to hook us up. That's right. <laughs> I'm single, remember? Exactly. Um, Man China seems to be getting a lot of PR. Yeah, and, and I think the good thing about Man China, what they're doing there, is that it's going to be, I think, the first race ever where they're going to have a 70.3 race and an Ironman held, I don't know if they're doing it the same day or consecutive days, but oh, on so the same, I know that. same weekend. Oh, really? So I think it's a great way because, realistically, first year event, you're not going to get a huge amount of people doing... Um, to going over to the Ironman I think they'll get a lot but it won't sell out or anything so a great way for them to you just carry on check your email while well, we're oh, it's Alani oh, this guy sends me some bad emails when I open um, <laughs> but I think it's a good thing and they seem to be getting a lot of PR if you go through all the Triathlete magazine and all that sort of malarkey um, big stuff so malarkey interested, like that. interested to see here who's going so John John put on his Triple T last weekend and Oh. oh, exciting times in the Jumbo Triple T life. I, mean, I didn't actually do any of it. No. Uh, because, well, I was going to do the second day, but I've been away a lot lately, and I had the weekend with my daughter. I had I, I just shared custody of my daughter week on, week off, and I decided my daughter needed my time. So we went to the beach. The tan's looking pretty good. Is that? So it's mine after yeah. bloody 10 hours out in the sun. <laughs> okay, so, so how did it go? It's good. So Triple T, um, for, you who've, for those of you who know about the American Triple T, we sort of I modified it on that. The first morning we did a Olympic distance triathlon, very hilly, uh, and then it's pretty much straight after that, about an hour after that, we did a 1K open water individual time trial. 
and then we drove over the hill. We did a 32-kilometer flat time trial. Oh, so you didn't actually do the second one. It was individual sections. I thought you yeah. were going to do Oh, no, okay. Individual. So then we did a 32K flat individual time trial. Oh, really? Absolutely howling gale force yeah, winds. Yeah, it was windy, wasn't it? It was pretty full on. And then we did a 7-kilometer um, Run. running race. Mm. And that was first day. Um, How'd you go? I got dominated on the Olympic distance race. <laughs> yeah. Andrew Black completely crucified us all in the swim and sort of then just pulled away a bit more on the bike. So he killed us that day. And then uh, How many people are you doing it? Well, that's another point. There's some serious pikers out there, and some of them are listeners of the show. <laughs> not going to mention names, but I might do later on if I start getting angry. Go on, give me some names. Go on. But they're all foreigners. They're not all foreigners. They're expats moving to Christchurch, and they started doing bits and pieces. And oh, all. really? But anyway, See, I didn't turn up. There's different days. It's okay. Yeah. Had, there was only five of us that completed the whole thing. So there was Murray Lapworth, nice. um, Andrew Black, nice. Craig Braggins, nice. myself, yep. and we had one female, Ju- Judith Nelson from Timaru. I think she dominates. She, she dominated the yeah. women's section. Obviously. Yeah. So Andy Black came to the first Olympic distance race uh, in the afternoons. Uh, he also won the swim and the bike. can't remember. It was a bit of a tie. It certainly wasn't me. And then I won the run. <laughs> oh. And then the half Ironman on the Sunday, bugger this hardest half Ironman in the world we announced earlier in the year, this was the hardest half Ironman you could really? get to. Maybe just drop the first day, maybe make it the hardest half Ironman. I could. Uh, so we did about 1,500 metre swim, a little bit short because the swim the day before was long. The bike ride was ended up being 102 kilometres with over 1,500 metres of climbing. For anybody in Christchurch, we biked around the bays, over Gibbies, long flat, up Kaituna Valley, back, Gibbies Pass, Cooper's Knob, Summit Road, back down. <sighs> 1,500 metres of climbing, and it was pretty hot. And the run's up and down as well. And the run was up and down as well. Oh, cool, mate. Took out, they took out the half. Did you take out the half by much? Half. Uh, Andrew Black got a puncher, so it was kind of nice. a bit of a hoax victory. Nice, hey, you still take it. Exactly. It's what happens in our sport. Andrew Black takes <laughs> overall line honours. Oh, really? Did you give him, like, is there a prize? Uh, we may have to come up with something. We? It's your race. Yeah, me. <laughs> I did have to issue a drafting infringement. Oh, really? Back yeah. it up. What happened there? Uh, listener of the again, listener of the show. Oh, it's disappointing. We sh- how often do we say don't draft? Should know better. He's a, a man of the church as well. Oh, he's a, oh, Murray. Did you? Did you? Uh, let us not mention names. Okay, Murray Letworth. What were you doing? <laughs> just, his name might be Murray. I, I don't know. That uh, a drafting infringement was uh, required and it was viewed by several, so it had to be enforced. Well, there you go. Had to run the course naked on the, the run. Did you? Yeah. Did he? Very good. Yeah. Praise the Lord. Okay, anyway, this week our discussion. So, you actually got the result, didn't you? Yes. Yeah, um, it was a 14 year old, wasn't it? He did about 15 hours. Yes. Oh, so that's. Okay. Topic was. Topic was. John Reed did a 13 slash 14 year old competed in an Ironman distance race. How do you say it? Chesapeake Man. Chesapeake Man. We were wondering what you think is the minimum age that someone can race in an Ironman distance race. So. I was a bit surprised that we did get both views here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was really interesting, eh? So you can go first. Uh, okay, first up, I we're we, we basically to, chose our top three. Top tops three each. Yep. Uh, so hot stuff. No, it's hot not too. Stuff, baby, <laughs> it's the evening. Sorry, okay. Uh, hot stuff said, no, it's not too young. If you're able to do an Ironman, why not? The whole point of an Ironman is to challenge yourself. So if an Ironman is challenging, why not let the young boy com- complete one? There should be no reason not for not for letting him compete. It's no different for uh, for some 80 year old plus athletes going out and doing the race. Are they too old for racing? They could um, drop down dead for all we know, but they're allowed to race. Ironman is less about your age and more about your physical ability. People that don't like the idea are just afraid of coming second best to a 13 year old. Oh, very interesting. Well, David B sent through. Hi, Bevo and Jombo. Oh, okay. I like that. One. Yeah, Jombo. Have you had been Jombo before? I've had pretty much everything. Really? Yeah. Okay, nice. Um, if footy clubs take on eight year old kids, swimming clubs can get you when the start at what five or something and gymnasts start at another stupid age then why not let 13 year olds start Ironman at 13 the grueling schedule some countries start their little fellas off with these days giving them aspirations of the Olympics before they even competed in a sports day seems like fantasy to sport to me um, is an Ironman at 13 fantasy triathlon probably start them at 16 I reckon <clears throat> you can't compete in a senior triathlon in the UK until you're 18 which seems silly when you look at the ability of someone like Jonathan Brownlee who's obviously he's a world junior champion and he did his I don't know if it was his first ITU World Cup race and he got second to Chris Gemmell it, was really? one, it might not have been his first one but it was certainly one and, he, and he's under 18 ones. He won, the, he won the under-19 world champs dominated really so obviously a very talented athlete yeah. so his, he's saying that um, maybe 16 is a better age and I do see this point about the 
senior men's one. Like I think, yeah, it's, you know, once you're sixteen, you're pretty developed, aren't you? I don't know. When I was sixteen, I not for Ironman, but for like Olympics. Yes. Yeah. Uh, well, when I was sixteen, I wasn't doing Olympics, uh, Olympic distance oh, racing. Yeah. No, I think I started when I was seventeen, but I was. I developed young, yeah. and I, I think it's 16 still now. Mm, but, okay. but we'll come to my point. Oh, back it up, Jombo. Uh, Roger, who made the decision to allow the 13-year-old to compete at the Ironman? The 13-year-old or his parents? Oh, he, here we go. In either case, it was the wrong decision. At 13, you lack the um, requisite degree of life experience to make such decisions, which is why 13-year-olds can't drink, drive, drive a car, or gamble, at least legally. Mm. Not to mention the fact a 13-year-old boy, your body is not fully developed, increasing the risk of injury already inherent in such events as Ironman. So leave it. Um, so that leaves the parents, who I suspect probably also allow this kid to drink, drive, <laughs> and also gamble. Nice work. Did you steal your parents' car when you were a kid? Didn't need to. My parents were pretty much getting me in that car as soon as they could to drive to some training at five really? o'clock in the morning. Oh, of course, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, well, yeah, some good point there. <laughs> did, did you steal your parents' car? Well, I did when I was about twelve. They were going away for a weekend, and I planned this. I, I even got the key cut. Right. So I got. I, I knew they were going away for like six months. I've got the key cut, put it away. They left, and I was too impatient. They left to go camping for the weekend. Yeah. I basically got in the car, drove to the petrol station, had two dollars for petrol, yeah. got two dollars petrol. Went back home, mum and dad had forgotten something, and they got, oh, I'll tell you what, <laughs> and I was in trouble. Still got the scars. <laughs> Still got the scars. Slam I am, he's going, Iron Man is not Iron Kid. It should be for an adult, a minimum age of 18 to do the race. Now, this is where he's kind of getting at me. This crazy formula, what, what crazy formula was the race director using? Age 18 divided by 2 plus 7. Absolutely yeah. craziness. That's, that's my single man rule. Exactly. Half your age plus 7. it's seven. not really a rule, because you break it. <laughs> no, so it's not, not a rule. <laughs> Rules in there not to be broken. I only broke it once. Oh, Jesus oh, Christ. Anyway, last up I had vegan. 18 should be the age restriction. Jesus, what in here? You're just thinking about that age restriction so, again, I'm aren't you? waiting in here. <laughs> vegan says 18 should be the age restriction. You're unlikely to find a marathoner, a marathon that'll emit juniors, never mind an Ironman. Could you imagine um, if the kid had an accident, what kind of press would Ironman Racing have if he crashed or worse? Mm, true. If the story is true, then the race director should lose whatever license he or she has to run the event. Even if the lad was one of those people who at 13 was six foot, <laughs> had a beard, and beat me up on the rugby pitch, <laughs> shouldn't be allowed. There's always some kids like that, wasn't there? Good point. Okay, brownie boy, um, I can't believe that anyone thought, oh, he's never posted before, but this topic prompted him to do it. First time poster. <laughs> wow, I like that, like Top Your Radio. Uh, I can't believe that anyone thinks it's okay for a 13-year-old to do an Ironman. A kid's still growing up, organs haven't fully matured, bones are still a bit soft, and who knows what damage all the training and the race would do to the growth plates in his bones. I think we get so caught up in his Ironman stuff that we think it's normal and actually does and it actually does quite a bit of damage to our bodies. Having said that, 18 seems like a perfect age restriction for me. Your thoughts? If, if we had a top 10 of the year of the stupidest things that have happened, letting a 13 or 14-year-old do yeah. an Ironman is probably going to rate quite highly for me. Yeah, that was... I think absolutely no way should anybody under the age of 18 be able to do an Ironman. I just think it's absolute madness. And I don't think anybody... Yeah, I was trying to think about this when I was out on the bike this morning. I thought, Come on, John. The only did thing, you go for a bike ride? I did go for a bike ride. You, you didn't ride with me, I asked you. Well, you, you were just going to drop the hammer. Okay, fair enough. Um, but I think the only reason you'd ever let anybody, if it was a life or death situation and they had a year to live or something like that, you'd say, yeah. well, whatever, yeah, yeah that's okay. fine. This is the dream of their life. But I think the, 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 the dangers of developing bodies doing an Ironman is just, just yeah. huge. Yeah, it's, it's just way too stressful on a young body that's and developing. You can't use the argument, oh, the gymnasts do that and all that stuff, because it's rubbish. Gymnasts, it's bloody well, shouldn't be doing that stuff at those young ages as well. Well, that's, uh, uh, oh, I, I think we should just stick to Ironman here, because yeah. the problem is is that this, this kid exercised for 16 hours nearly. Mm. So the stress that went on his body when it's developing, it's just not, it's just so not harmful. Healthy. No, yeah. and and I don't know, I really struggle with this one myself. Yeah. I think I think 18's a good age. Personally, for, for in terms of athletic development, I don't I don't think people should be doing Ironman until their early twenties. Oh, really? um, you know, and that's if you're thinking long term in terms of your athletic development. Well, it depends on what your, your outlook is. Is like like I had a mate who did coast to coast when he was eighteen. Yeah, and. Uh, but he was never going to be a top guy. He just wanted to do it. If you know what I mean, I think if that's yep. the case. Whereas you're trying to be a macker. Yeah. If, yeah. if you're if you're thinking about long term athletic development, then I don't think you should be doing an Ironman until the early twenties. Uh, but if you if, if like you said, it's a once, then then yeah, once you're eighteen, you're, you're probably sweet. But yep. 
I certainly, um, looking back, yeah, I started triathlon when I was about 15, started doing Olympic distance when I was probably 17. I think I did my first Ironman at about 24 or so. Uh, and I certainly, looking back, wouldn't have wanted to change that whatsoever. So uh, what about the parents in this situation? They shouldn't be allowed to do it. And the race director, they just shouldn't be allowed. No. I mean, there are there are supposedly rules out there. In well, I suppose if Ironman, an Ironman sanctioned race, they wouldn't be allowing it. No. But like in New Zealand, to do an Olympic distance race, if it's sanctioned, if you're under a certain age, and I think that might be 16, um, you need to get a, a letter you know, from, from a doctor and stuff saying that you're physically able to do this. Wow. So, yeah, dangerous precedent. I think they've set there. Mm. Not happy about it. Not happy. And, You've this, got your not happy face on, haven't you? No, I haven't. But, this, but we need to remember that the... The post, the blog, is brought to you by artoftry.com. Oh, that's right, it is too. And got a bit of promotion on with Art of Try, so that the best post each week. And the reason we've chosen this person this week was because John and I decided to go back to three picks a week instead of taking half an hour to do the, yeah. the feedback. So, vegan, you get the top. The regular poster. Yeah, as a regular uh, poster. And regular supplier of questions, so we yeah. like that. And this week's comment was good as well. And so, vegan, if you just pop us an email, we'll put you in touch with the guys at Art of Try. Everybody else who wants Art of Try stuff, you go on there and you just get it. It's good, good try stuff. We wear it all the time. Yep. Got a comment on the weekend. That's a lovely looking Art of Try top you've got on there, John. It's because you're a supermodel, mate. That's right. So, you know, when you're a supermodel like you. It's tough at the top. So, this week's discussion, Ed, actually, Ed Hawkins, I think it is. Yeah, what happened here? You vetoed my. Well, yours was, yours kind of was it, but it wasn't right, so I just, oh, I just bettered it. Why do I even bother? I know, sometimes I wonder. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, he's saying, hey everyone, um, Ed, oh, I said that actually, he's, uh, Ed basically sent through a question, would you rather take a 70.3 slot that you had actually earned, or a Kona slot that you won through the lottery? That's a pretty good way of putting it, isn't it? You have to admit it's better. Come on. I think mine was pretty good, Can't but we'll come to that yours. next week. Let's have a look at yours. Oh no, I deleted yours on there as well. So, so yeah, so if you've basically done a 70.3 race around somewhere around the world, you qualified for the 70.3 world champs in Florida. Um, and then suddenly you won a slot to Kona, which race would you choose? Which one do you think you should well, do? We had three comments. Yeah, I know, because I've done my work early today. Right. So that's our discussion for this week, and we'll talk about that one next week. We've actually got one other item of news that I oh. forgot to bring up before. You didn't give that to me? Well, no. Oh, here we go. Slam I Am <laughs> sent us in the official race report from... Cheating. I didn't cheat. Okay. Probably, you probably, I'm going to read out his email. You and you and Murray would probably get on quite well. No. <laughs> <laughs> but so he goes. I just finished listening to last week's podcast. I've only been able to listen to it uh, in fits and bursts because of my other demands like wedding photos and entertaining the last of the guests. I'm happy to oblige with the results from the wedding day run since it's unofficial race and is not possible to put things up on athlinks.com. No names were recorded on the placings. But here are the placings. Alistair, who cares? Slam, who, who cares about the results? Sean O'Porn, I got third. Yeah, Fraser. Sharon Brophy, I didn't know she was over there. She took you down. She was in fifth, and David. Well, no one took six. me down. I beat them all. Carry on, keep reading. <laughs> DQ'd. Yeah, DQ'd Bevan James Isles. FYI, for your information. Here is the course. He basically put me at my court, make my run there, and uh, and he's basically saying there was a comprehensive race briefing prior to the race, so it should have been fresh in everyone's mind as long as they weren't too busy talking instead of listening. Yeah, Bevan. <laughs> the disqualification followed an official entry by ninety uh, inquiry by ninety nine people at the wedding who felt that leaving the course to invent their own course route for about 2Ks of the 10K course was unacceptable. From the race safety point of view, running across lanes of traffic on the Stony Bridge, I had to Story Bridge, I had to run into this traffic everywhere. No, not, not I just It's unacceptable and threatens the ability to organise future events uh, to the detriment of everyone. Needless, uh, nevertheless, it was a great way to start the day and everyone had put in a good effort. There you go. I'm with you, Slam. I am. Oh, I was disappointed. Be- Bevan and Murray can uh, start up. I'm going to say that own race. iCheat.com podcast. <laughs> and, uh, and I think you were exactly entitled to disqualification. No, that's wrong. And I that's, ran further. That's all good. They all know that I won. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's our news and discussion for this week. Family of the week. 
John's just opened the windows because it's getting a bit hot and steamy in Ireland. It's like this every day in Australia. Yeah, you know what? I like Australia, but I'd prefer not to live there. Oh, yeah. Especially in summertime. Man. Man, you know, it's just steam your butt off all the time. So for those people who are diligent and actually looked at the website last week... And you know what? It's quite a good lead in there because it's kind of an Australian family. It is an Australian family. It's mm-hmm. Australian, Canadian, New Zealand, quasi sort of grouping mm-hmm. of family. It's a merging of the world. Mm. So yeah, we were going to do this family last week, but we kind of kind of went on too long. So we've decided to do it this weekend. And I in Western Australia, the McDonald family were sensational. Mate, we have Chris. Who have we interviewed? No, 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 but you're going to say McDonald? David. You're going to say David. No, uh, David. Daniel. And Marilyn. Who's married to Chris. And she's changed her name because she used to be... Mar- she used to be MacDonald. Yeah. Now she's McDonald. Oh, very good. Well, and they, they, they all competed, which is, you know, to get four people from the same family in a race is pretty phenomenal. But to me, and I'm sure to you as well, mm-hmm. all four of them went sub-10. Exactly. Which is, I think for Daniel, that's the first time he's gone sub-10. Yeah, so Daniel's, Daniel's done a lot of Ironman, hasn't he? He's a local guy, and yeah. he's uh, recently sold his business, and he's just sort of concentrated the last couple of months for the first time in a long, long time on actually training properly. He really cracked that run, didn't he? Because he's played a good ride too, but yeah. the run's always been the thing that's kind of held him back, isn't it? Yeah, so at the top of the leaderboard in the McDonald family, we have Chris, who's yep. the youngest. Yeah, uh, 8.21. 8.21, so I think he'll be... It's, good, it's a good time, but I think he placing wise he would have liked to be higher. I think he was yeah. only about sixth or seventh, wasn't yeah. he? Yeah, because he won Wisconsin, didn't he? He did. Yep. Yeah. And then we had David, his brother. Nineteen. Uh, Nineteen. That's pretty solid. Yeah. Daniel came in at nine forty-two. I'm almost certain as a PB. And to make sure the family all got in the sub ten, Marilyn got in at nine fifty-nine yep. forty-one. Was she in the top ten of the girls? I don't think so. Maybe just outside yeah. or somewhere around about tenth, yep. but. Yeah, it's great. I mean, they yeah, all... imagine their mum and dad. Yeah, <laughs> super. <laughs> They'd be dad. super proud, wouldn't you? But those—it's uh, one of those things. A bit of sibling rivalry. Chris, Dan, Chris is obviously now you know full-time athlete, so because um... he was the last one to start, wasn't he? Because Chris and David had done a lot of it, or yeah. Daniel and David had done some before, and then Chris kind of jumped on board. And but no, it's great <laughs> to see each other sort of uh, pushing each other along. And um... do you have a brother. We've got two brothers and a sister. And they do try them? We're, do, we're doing a team. Oh, at the tower, <laughs> back up. The tower on a half. Oh, this weekend. Uh, no, start of January. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Terrible. Yeah. What are you doing? I'm doing the bike. Of course. I'm in such pathetic bike form. <laughs> really? <laughs> I'm going to get killed. Really? Because I was on, I went and did the cop ride. We had this ride in Christchurch, Long Bay, we caught the cop ride. It was quite busy this morning, actually, probably about 40, 50 riders here. And I, when I used to go along, I used to kind of always dominate. And uh, I wasn't dominating so much today. <laughs> <laughs> so this week's my starts for Epic Camp. So Very good. We're going to be riding a lot together, I think. Let's hope so. We need to get sharp. So, anyway, so McDonald, McDonald family, family, you are our family of the week. One, two, three, four, high five. Good old Nick Cook. Nick Cook, we like people contributing to the show. We love it when you contribute to the show. If you ever want to contribute to the show, just send us a little email, um, and talk at gmail.com. Mm. And a couple like of weeks it. ago, we had a question in about whether the benefits of riding a fixed-wheel bike, and Bevan and I were both saying, you know, it's good stuff. Neither of us have done it, but we, we outlined a number of benefits you'd get. But Nick has taken it one step further. And Nick's obviously a bit of a gun because he actually wrote this article mm. for Ultra Fit UK. Wow. Which must mean you're good. Must mean he's ultra good. Ultra good. Ultra so, fit good. We've got a high five. Do you want to go? Oh, he's gone way further. He's gone to seven. It's a bonus round. He knows He knows the rules. He's got okay. a bonus round. Okay, okay, here we go. So you want to go first or second? Number one. Okay. Increased, increases your cadence because you've got to keep riding at the same cadence. Uh, yeah, the. the the wheels just keep moving around, so you've got to keep rolling. There's no okay. rest. Nice. It's, it's really number two. It creates a smoother pedaling stroke. Mm. Why is it? You've got to work all the way around the whole stroke, you know? Yeah. No, so you it, can feel the pull up. And it helps and... to eliminate dead spots. Nice, great. Greater strength, brackets. You've got no gears to shift down on the hills, so it's up to you. Oh, but yeah, that's really riding. good. Okay, number four, time efficient. No freewheeling and even having to work on the downhills. Mm. Yeah, that would be crazy on the downhills, it wouldn't it? <laughs> That'd be mad. That's the hard thing about track, track cycling as well, which is on a fixed wheel yeah, bike. Yeah, because they don't stop. When you finish the race, you're absolutely <laughs> rooted. You can't stop. You just keep going. Cool. Or you just flip off. Oh, man. <laughs> have you done that? No, I've got to do it one day. Yeah. I'm do track cycling. I'd like to do it as well. well okay, I, used to, I used to have one of those, because I used to live on the hill, I used to have uh, not a fixed wheel, but I used to have the back pedal brake. Oh, yeah, like the, the Rally 20. Oh, they were great. See, at the gym on the spin bikes, they have fixed wheel, and you yeah. get new people one and you say now look whatever you do don't stop your legs yeah. and so <laughs> there's some messes yeah. <laughs> anyway number five they're bomb proof bomb proof maintenance free bike for those of us those of us who live in less clement climates nice. saves your best bike for a winter's work nice uh, number six high six 
Uh, you feel totally in touch with your bike. A bit zen, but I won't start chanting. Um, 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 and this one probably appeals to Bevan. A definite cool factor. Hey, I tell you what, guys, check out my website photo this week. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, yeah, very cool. Why is it cool? Because it's different, eh? Different. Yeah, it's like an apple. A little bit out there. Yeah, think different. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, he did add some other stuff there, but he said, can you please give a big up to Gab at Sub 60 Coaching who trained me up for the Land of the Yeti duathlon in Nepal? Sounds like an interesting hey, one. Gab, Gab's my dad's name. Right. Mm, Gab the Pev, that's what right. the kids call him. Maybe you should do a team race with your dad. My, my parents, my mum's a fit woman, my dad's not really into it. No. No, no, no. mum and dad. He's a hard working man, you know what I mean? Like he works a hard day. And at the end of the day, what are you looking at? I'm just looking at what's coming up next because I don't know what's happening. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> so anyway, that's my dad. And my sister, my sister did one of the women's triathlons. There you go. Yeah, yeah. My mum will do one one day. Anyway, we're talking shit this week, aren't we? Here we go. That's our high five for this week. Website of the week. Beautiful. Um, you did have another one, but I overrode it. And basically, Shane Ballinger sent through, and it's kind of a product review as well, but he sent through, he's saying he was on TriLab, triathlonlab.com. Do you go there? No. no? Let's have a look at that website where it's happening. And he found in their shop a water bottle slash gel flask. Mm-hmm. And what it is, and I pulled up the website, and what it is, it's a, it's basically a water bottle within it seems to have, oh man, triathlonlab, uh-huh. within it, you seem to have the gel container inside the water bottle. So I'm guessing you've got to twist it somehow to get the gel out one way and then you twist it another way to get the water out, I guess. Yeah, well, no, we don't really know because... We don't. I don't know, but they're saying buy it because energize at the speed at speed with the gel bolt water bottle system. Patent pending energy core technologies allowed you to eat gel or drink from one water bottle. Uh, with less mess and fast, more consistent feeding, gel bot enables you to stay in front of the pack. Now, to be honest, when you look at it, it does look a little bit funny, but he loves it. Shane's saying that he uh, he bought one and will definitely buy another. In the interest of Iron Man antics, uh, blah, 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 yeah, basically he's saying it saved him a lot of time and hassle and, uh, when he did a 42-mile triathlon, I think, or a run race. So I think the theme here is whether you use this product here or something else, you probably need to get away from using gel sachets when you're in a race situation. You've just taken it to the next level, haven't you? Next level. That's what I love about um, you, John. So you need to. Bevan and I tend to both put out all our gels into one drink bottle. Yep. And so we have all our fuel there for the whole um, bike yep. ride. But this is another another alternative. You know, there's other products out there where you can get a little little gel thing and you can strap it to your your frame. But the, the secret is you really don't want to be ripping open sachets because you'll just get them covered all over your To be honest, this product is really good, and I'll put a link up to it um, on Ironman Talk. It's only 13 bucks, so it's pretty reasonably priced. You know what? In an Ironman, I don't know if it would be a great thing because you just chuck your bottles, and so it's obviously not going to work so much in an Ironman. But in a shorter kind of half um, Ironman race... You're going to be or, holding on to your bottles. Yeah, or an Olympic race or something like that, running race. It would be a really great little innovation because then you can just kind of carry it. So there's definitely a really great price for it. And as I was saying, Shanebo... Because I've done like what they did with right. Jombo. Yeah. Shamebo loved it. So thanks, Shane, for sending it through. Cool. There we go. Um, what was that? It's uh, about it. Website. website of the week. Oh, beautiful. Coach's Corner. Let's put some music on. Are you going to do a Coach's Corner? Well, it's Coach's Comment. Okay, let's just do it. Just do it. Coach. Oh, actually, no. Oh, back it up. Back it up. I just oh. forgot. In Australia, I was hanging out with Porno. Yeah. And Porno's, admittedly, Porno's pretty sharp when it comes to music. Oh, I play guitar and piano. Okay. But he's got, he played like grade nine or grade eight piano, so he's a bit yeah. of a gun. And he made a music segment for the show. Oh, have we got it yet? <laughs> We've got it now. Oh, okay. Okay, so, and wait a second, he's called it, because his nickname's Porno. Yeah. The name is Bike Porn. Righty ho, here wait we go. Oh, it's exciting. It's like Christmas, eh? Hey? I'm looking forward to hearing <laughs> okay, this. Okay, wait a second, here we go. <laughs> John, uh-huh. John, 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 at the end, just goes, bit of a get down with get the hood. Down with the hood, Sean the Porno. Oh, Sean the Porno. That, that was talent, wasn't it? It was talent. I think you were pleasantly surprised, weren't you? You thought it was going to be shite, didn't you? It's going to be a regular feature, I think. I think the por- bike porn's a part of the show. So, Porno, 
You're a legend. Anyway, was he the fellow got no? It was Slam who got married, not yeah, but he was there. I got in the wedding. I said, any woman who would like a guy who calls himself Slam, I am, must be like in a challenge. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, Uh, coach's comment. Coach's comment. It was something I was going to basically talk about last week, but we again we ran out of time. I had Ali Dennis down here the weekend before last. Back it up. Who's Ali Dennis Jombo? From stridingon.com. He's the guy we had on the show a while ago about running technique. Mm. Mm. And I just wanted to basically give it a bit of endorsement uh, because I, I send out the, the DVD to a lot of athletes that I coach. Um, but actually to go through the whole clinic, it was fantastic. And it's something for North Island athletes, if you get the opportunity, if Ali puts on more clinics, something I strongly okay, recommend. Back it up, back it up. Why is it so good? It's, it's not something you want to probably do any time from now between Ironman New Zealand, if you're in New Zealand. Okay, or so you don't want to do it too close to your key race. Yeah, more of an off-season thing or a pre-season thing. Basically, it goes through and breaks down the whole running movement. And with each sort of part of the running action, you've got a drill you can, you can do. And so then the idea of the drills is obviously you overemphasize um, the movement you're trying to, to get. Uh, and it just slows everything down, breaks it into bits and pieces. Um, so I thought it was fantastic. Quite strenuous. A lot of people came away from the weekend very, very sore. It's like a three-hour clinic, and you're not really doing much exercise. Okay. You're sort of standing around, very, very painful on the calves and different parts. Is this because you're doing repetitive movement a lot? Yeah, yeah, and some of it's reasonably aggressive. So um, for guys in North Island, I'd strongly recommend you go to stridingon.com, find out where the next clinic is if you're looking for something to do in your off-season, perhaps um, once uh, summer's over. Guys down south, I'm looking at getting Ali back down here. For anybody overseas, um, you can go to stridingon.com and you can pick up one of the DVDs. It's basically got a four-week program where you can work your way through, and it's got little cue cards. Yeah, I've used it. I think it's great. Yeah. yeah. So you look at the you look at the DVD. You take the little cue cards out so you can remember which drills to do. It'd be great if you get yourself videoed when you're doing that, so then you can look at the DVD what you're supposed to be doing versus Match what um, you are actually doing. And, and you're saying the course is really great because um, if you get a chance to do the course, it actually gives you the DVD as exactly. a part of the course. Yep. Which and how much does the course cost? 130 bucks. Nice. nice. So it's good. And for those of you overseas, um, stridingon.com. Yep. .co.nz .com Okay, stridingon.com and you can go and actually get that there Um, We recommend it So Questions and answers Jeepers, mate You're going to have to tell that story (laughs) (laughs) We're struggling for time Uh, We'll get there Okay, first question John Bevan Who's this from? Jeff Jeff Red Racer Have we had Red Red Racer? Yeah Didn't we have somebody Red the Red Hammer. Yeah, the Red Hammer. We the did. Hammer. Yeah, yeah. That was a lady, but yeah, right, okay. it wasn't Jeff. Next year, I'll be in my sixth year of Ironman. That's the same as me, actually, Jeff. I've progressed each year, but my bike still lags behind. I've decided to work with a cycle coach to see what happens. Thing is, how little swim and run can I get away with? At present, I planned five bikes per week and then fit in two runs and two swims. As I'm a full time, as I work full time, this mainly is time issues. Oh, this is for time issues. I have eight months to plan for my A race. Could you please help me with A? Is two swims enough? B? Or do you still want to answer well, them as we go? Okay. Yes. Question number one. Is two swims enough? Definitely. Okay. It's pretty pretty straightforward. Do we uh, want to give some whys? Uh, you, I think you're doing exactly the right thing, Jeff, ooh, in terms ooh, of focusing. The questions. Uh, why? That's enough to main, maintain your swimming. You won't get any worse. You'll maintain your feel for the water. You probably won't get any better, yep. but you'll still but maintain you're, your you're feel for the water. Okay. okay. Number two is two runs enough. I think so. Uh, again, you probably won't improve your running, but you'll maintain it. What I'd probably suggest you do is um, try to allocate one or two sort of decent runs, you know, maybe an hour to an hour and a half. And then if you can, with a couple of your bikes, perhaps at the weekends, just have a bit of a run off the bikes. So, so you're kind really, of getting a little, yeah, maybe a little bit cheating more. Cheating that two run in. So maybe two and a half to, to three runs. In and we want to get one long run in? No, I don't think you need so to. So hour and a half's enough? Yeah, hour and a half's fine. But it will work. But it'll work just Keep with all your up. running. Um, oh, well, that'll cover the next question. Okay, what type of run sessions would be best? Oh, so I'd pretty much just be saying steady runs, really focusing on saving your energy for your bike sessions. Just for those who don't know what steady means, what how do we define steady? Steady is around about your aerobic threshold. So if you're looking at so more or less around your Ironman pace, or maybe a little okay. bit above. For faster athletes, it is your Ironman pace. For slower athletes, it's probably a little bit above your Ironman pace. Okay. So pretty comfortable. You can still have a conversation, but it's just a little bit uncomfortable. So you're, you're pushing it a little bit. And I would also include um, a few strides in there. And strides are fast bursts of running with really good technique. And actually on the Striding On DVD, he talks about strides. And how long would a stride go for? About 100 
to maybe 150 meters, okay. maximum 200. Okay, so um, no, we're not sprinting. Maybe this is more half Ironman pace. No, no, you're going at a very quick speed. Okay. Um, but not throwing your body out. But not to throwing your body. It. If you start to lose your running form, you're going too quickly. Okay. If you're putting it, going to put it into say race pace, I would say it'd be around about maybe Olympic. your 400, no, about oh, your 400 okay. or 800 meter running race pace. So you run, you are running pretty quickly, getting a good stride up but you've got to hold perfect technique when you do that. Okay, the fourth question is, when should I start to restart to focus on all three? We said you've got eight months here, so you've got yep. quite a bit of time on your hands. Although you probably wrote this six months ago. Oh, no? Not, no, yeah. last week. I'm onto it. You are onto I, it. I, I file some things and bring them out a few months later. Yes, that's but, good. But Jeff, you had some good questions there. Yep. Um, it kind of depends a bit on what sort of athlete you are. For most people, I recommend around about a 16-week. Put your belly away. Oh, it's, I'm sweating my belly. <laughs> <laughs> um, I tend to recommend about a 16-week build-up for Ironman where you're balancing across all three disciplines. Um, it kind of, again, it kind of depends what sort of athlete you are. Maximum, I would say, 20 weeks. Okay. Um, but 16 weeks of balanced training is about right, and you should come into that with a good base with all the cycling you're doing. One word of warning I'd say to most people is that somewhere between 16 and about 22 weeks out from your race, you want to have a complete week off doing absolutely nothing. Because you want the body to be recovered and ready for the time ahead. Exactly. Okay, great. Melanie? So, uh, Jeff, oh. um, just in summary, Jeff, I think you're doing the right things, focusing on your cycling, and that will help take it to the next level. Okay, nice. Melanie um, Zimbiri, you reckon? Yep, something like that. Yep, okay. Thank you for all the informative podcasts. Thank you, Melanie, podcasts for telling us. Podcasts in capitals. Oh, you got to yell podcast. Podcasts! I'll probably have to edit that bit. Um, I have a training question for those who train for iron distance races, uh, work physically demanding jobs combined with long hours. Mm, she's a courier. So anyway, here's her background. She, I'm a courier who works lifting and delivering flight, freight for 12-hour shifts, four to five days a week. Man, that's too hard work. Yeah, John and I we live the lifestyle where you work ten hours a week. <laughs> I had some, I've got a guy and he's a listener of the show coming to me the other day and I'm giving him a program for um, coast to coast and he said I'm cutting cutting my hours back in the new year. Yeah. I said oh well you're having a day off. No, I'm cutting back to forty hours a week. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're listening. She literally works in one funny. day. She works what I do a week. <laughs> so anyway, um, I get my training in at three forty five a.m. prior to the workday. You are hardcore, Melanie. Uh, my training uh, long training sessions are Saturdays and Sundays. I follow the standard advice training schedule, Ironman training schedule. I'm 49 years of age. Yes, at this time, I am being self-coached. I am preparing for Ironman Arizona 2008. Question. In a work environment as this, where recovery is not as easy as one who sits behind a desk for eight hours a day. Now, some people would probably argue sitting behind a desk is hard work, but mm-hmm. I'd probably go with Melanie in this one. Um, I'm wondering, as a coach, would you build more recovery time and speed sessions into the standard Ironman training schedule? Thanks for your time. Oh, it's not even Melanie. Denise, how do we do that? Well, it must have come from Melanie's email. Email or something. Like okay, that. well, Denise Durham. There we go. Okay, so anyway, she's from California, the US of A. My first probably point is it's not directly answering your question. Is um, are you getting enough sleep? Yeah, man, you must be close to burnout, eh? <laughs> yeah, so yeah. everybody can tolerate different levels of training, but one thing you've got to get is enough sleep. So there's no problem getting up at 3.45 in the morning, really, if you if you want to, but you need to be getting to bed by you know probably 8.30 or something like one that. One thing I'd advise here as well is, sure, your long days are, um, training days are set days and Sundays. I would actually plan a long sleep on one of those days as well during mm. the day. You can often find you can get through the week with bugger all sleep, but... You need that one chance to catch up. And so maybe on your Sunday, you get up early and you do your training. And then afternoon, you actually plan to sleep for five hours during the day, then get to bed at night at the same time and really try to get to sleep. Stealing some of my thunder here. Oh, have I? Sorry. No, no, just a little bit. You mentioned you're you're sometimes working four to five days a week. So I think the trap a lot of people fall into when they when they have maybe shift work is as soon as they've got time to train they try to maximize that instead of taking extra recovery so yeah. along with what Bevan's saying there is I'd stick to a pretty regular routine in terms of your weekly hours and when you have those four day weeks using that extra time on the one day extra day off you've got to to recover basically and chill out and with that as well I'm sure I'm not really going here but um with that as well I would actually not you know not put your hand up for any extra work I know it's your income but if you can kind of mm. keep it just a four day week that will help as well mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, actually to get around to answering your questions, uh, yes, I think you probably need to be doing less than uh, a typical athlete who might have a, a desk job. Yep. Um, but it is all about balance. You know, it kind of depends what your other situation is, whether you've got a family. I say to most people, you can generally m- maintain three things pretty easily, relatively easily in life. You know, work, relationship, and uh, and training. Yep. But if you start throwing in something else in there, whether that be 
ch- children, um, socializing, then yeah. things start to go to custard. So if you're one of those people that just basically works, trains, maybe has a relationship, yeah. you, you should be okay. Yeah. But if you want to do anything else, you might start to struggle a little bit. Um, <clears throat> so yes, I think you need to be doing a little bit less. In terms of um, scheduling recovery time, goes without saying what I say to most people is every third or four week uh, cycle you want to be having an easier week and, and backing off and that doesn't really matter what sort of job you're doing um, but uh, overall I'd say at the moment if you're coping with the training and you're improving um, I wouldn't go changing things massively other than scheduling in a bit of extra recovery time mm. uh, my views in terms of speed work we sort of cover fairly regularly I don't think you need to be doing a lot of high intensity work in terms of when you are doing your intensity stuff should be more muscular endurance work, so a lot of Ironman pace stuff, a lot of, uh, well not a lot of, but intervals at Ironman and half Ironman, yeah, Ironman pace, pace, and doing stuff above that is going to make you a lot more tired, increase the risk of injury, and while it's sometimes beneficial, um, it needs to be done pretty controlled. John has actually got here, I'm an example of someone who works fitness, for, although I don't work a lot, you know, like my job, in fact I don't own a car, basically means I do 15 hours exercise a week before I even do my training. And So when Bevan's sitting here saying, oh, I'm not doing any training, he's still Yeah, like, yeah, I'm, I'm still pretty fit, and uh, it's, it's for me it's a catch-22 because... I don't have to work a lot, so it provides me an amazing lifestyle so I can train for Ironman, but as an Ironman athlete, doing 15 hours of exercise you know, for my job, it's detrimental to my sport, and sometimes it's frustration, it's just kind of the catch-22 of my life, but you've really, I, I think that you've just got to learn to really learn how, when you are resting, you yeah. really are resting, and so you know, do things about, think about your lifestyle and think of ways that you can consume energy, do things like... Um, I know, just the things around the house that you do, and just every little opportunity, think to yourself, how can I save energy, and you'll find you become more efficient at doing that, and uh, that will just, you know, every little bit of energy you can save helps you in the long term, doesn't it? It's Yeah, the, the idea with, with Ironman training is not to be in a constant state of fatigue. There's no. definite times when you do want to be that, and you want to be overreaching if, if, if you want to take it to the next level, and you do need to be getting pretty tired, and you need to keep training when you're tired, but if you're in a constant state of fatigue, it's, it's not a good place. So I think as long as you're having one day um, really easy week where you either doing nothing or just a recovery swim and you're scheduling in every third or fourth week an easier week you're recovering so an easier week should you be going a lot easier or just the same as anyone else probably cutting down by about a third I'd say okay. in terms of your, your total volume um, and having at least one day completely off and then probably another really light day it is bloody hot in here <laughs> it's scorching <laughs> I'm sweating like a bloody. I'm not going to lift my armpits up I it's going to be ugly so we're going really short mate so so a while ago John and I were on the bike John and I we, we gossip a bit on the bike we haven't been biking for a while I'm missing our weekly no. gossips yeah back into it is he back on the bike this week uh, yeah, pretty much. I'm just recovering from the weekend. I was pretty poked after the weekend. I can imagine. It was a, basically an Ironman. And it was very hot. Half Ironman base. Sunday was extremely hot, <laughs> yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. It was like zigzagging along the road trying to find the shade. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it was pretty brutal. So John has got a pretty good story. So and, and I don't know why. It's taken us 90 episodes almost to put up the story. And it's probably <laughs> the story of your life. It is. So anyway, tell your story, mate. Well, we are, we've got... 14 minutes to go. Yeah, we've got to do it. We're, so I'll drag it out. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, it's um, a story I have told a lot of people. Um, yeah, he has told, because when we had um, <laughs> Alvin around, you'd, you'd go, you say, oh, what happened? Oh, no, you told me that one, mate. <laughs> it is a good story. It's a gold. But, but anyway, as when I was living in the UK, um, Belinda and I were living up in the Lake District, beautiful part of the UK. Really? Yeah, very, Why? very nice. Uh, there's not many people, which is great. Oh. Um, and there's good riding. It's actually when I got back into triathlon. It's okay. just mountainous. It inspired you to get back on the yeah. bike and... But anyway, we were going across the Tour de France. We were meeting some friends from London. And we had to drive down from the Lake District, which was probably about a five-hour drive, get up at like three in the morning to catch the flight. And we're sitting at the airport. We're sitting at the airport, and they don't turn up. And well, they don't turn up for? Their car broke down on the M25. Oh, no. So they missed the flight. So Blind and I just flew over, and they, these guys ended up coming over a couple of days later. Okay. And we're going to watch the Tour de France. And we're flying into Limoges um, and then going to watch the stage. It was, it was a mountain stage, but it wasn't quite in the Pyrenees. And... I'm a bit of a planner, but like um, you are the planner, aren't you? Who's, who's your mate? Um, who's who's the, the slam? I am. Yep, I He's like to planner, get things yep. planned. I speak pretty reasonable French. Got the old map out. Yeah. Said we're going to come in here. I know the Tour de France rules. They shut the roads. You were like an insider. You were so well planned, yeah. weren't you? And I thought, well, can't blunder. You're throwing a map on the table for you guys. You navigate it's not a visual here. podcast, but it's okay. And then we we dump the car here, and we'll have about a two kilometer walk to the top, and we'll be sweet. We'll get there. We'll see Jan Ulrich smacking it over the nice. top, nice killing Armstrong, and it's going to be. You don't like Armstrong? I just want. I like Jan Ulrich. Oh, yeah. so, but he's a, he's a jugs treat. <laughs> and. <laughs> 
<laughs> and uh, but anyway, so we, we did this, and Blinder and I have been driving across the countryside. How long did you drive for? Come on, let's probably about three, four hours. Oh, so you're over yeah. it. Yeah, we're over it, yep. and we, you're always watching the clock because you know what time they're going to be coming through. And so we're on this tiny little windy road, and then we're coming up. We've got about 15, 20k to go, and it says road closing soon or something like that. Oh, oh 2k, yeah. you said? Yeah, and then. Uh, a bit of anger escalating in the car. <laughs> bit of tension. Get to a, a little village. Road closed. 15k to the top of the mountain. And we just, oh no. And it was a really, really hot day. Like, like today? Oh, it was hotter than today. Oh, really? It was baking hot. Oh, because we're baking. Yeah, yeah, I know. And so we said, right, what are we going to do? We're going to try and make it. 15k up the hill. Yeah. You are hardcore. We had, we had two hours, I think, to get there. And I said, oh. calculated it. We're going to have to move pretty quickly. Did you just backpacks or just, uh, just, yeah. just drink bottles? Nice. And so we started powering up there, and the cyclist coming past saying, oh, some French, oh, you're too late, you'll miss it, blah, 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 saying, yeah. And you go, up yours. <laughs> up yours. And there's this occasional promotional vehicle coming past, and uh, we sort of go, stop, stop, can you give us a ride? And they sort of, oh, straight past. Oh, did that sound effect again? Oh, very good. Maybe we could record that, okay. use it every week. <laughs> we could put the porno's bike thing. <laughs> and and so then we, uh, I got a bit sick of putting my thumb out. Well, no, I didn't. I just, I just got sick of st- turning around and, and asking Disappointment, for that's right. So we just kept on going. We'd probably got about five or six k's in I had the shirt off I had the big hairy oh. rug hanging out oh, that's which, why someone put you up mate if anybody's seen they will testify it is a <laughs> it's Austin a big... Powers look <laughs> that's what I aspire to and, uh, and so I put the thumb out and then all of a sudden the car pulls over yep. and I thought sweet sweet and they said oh do you want to lift the top and I was like what do you think <laughs> jumped on in and uh, with my, trying to keep my, keep my sweaty back all off the nice, uh, nice leather interior. Now, did the think, car have any signage on it? Thinking to myself, this is pretty sweet. Belinda's probably not realising what's going on here, but we've just jumped into a US postal team car. Oh. And there was actually a bit of blood and crap over the back. <laughs> and um, and this is a nice little Subaru Legacy Impreza. Yeah. Had the GPS thing up uh, the front. And you back in those days, mate, that was like, yeah, that was that technology. Was this was back in 19... Uh, no. Back in 83. It's probably about 99, maybe, okay. something like okay, that. Keep anyway, story, yeah. anyway, keep it going. <laughs> we're going up, and there's a guy in the front, and there's a girl in the front, and we're chatting away to them, and I'm sort of saying, oh, what do you do, what do you do? And I'm sort of saying what I do, and we were in the UK working, and I said, so what, what do you do with the team? I couldn't quite figure it out. And she says, oh, I just, just help out with sort of team ambiance, and they kind of had a bit of a laugh, and I thought, you fruitcake? <laughs> And she looked like a bit of a, a bit of a um, ex-cyclist or something. She okay. looked quite trim. Pretty And I couldn't figure out who the guy was. I figured he must be something to do with management, but he kind of knew what he was talking about. <laughs> yep. And, um, yeah, so we got this lift all the way to the top. They basically drove us to the King of the Mountain sign. We oh, got out. Oh, great. Because you would have been able to get inside because you're in a team oh, car. We went straight through all the barriers. It was fantastic. We got out, standing there, and I was just going, this is it. And, um, and we're standing there, and there's lots of Americans around us, and they, all of a sudden they go, oh my god, there goes Sheryl Crow. Oh, you in the car with Sheryl Crow? I was in the car with Sheryl Crow. Oh, didn't, didn't even click. Didn't even get a pash. Didn't even get a Because if you had said to Belinda at that time, look babe, she's in my top five for life, can I pash? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. But anyway, so that was my funny story. That's and, a good and, story. And we did try to hitch a ride on the way down, but they drove past. Oh, really? So you have to walk 15Ks down? I, I ran down and then got, oh, drove back up and picked up Belinda. You're a good man. But that's the Cheryl Crow story. That's good, and, mate. and the guy in the car was Bart Nags, who was... No, no, um, um, he's in Armstrong's book. He used to be Armstrong's He's like best mate or something, mate. Yeah, yeah. And so me and Shazza and mate, Bart... You're tight. We are tight. You're tight. Very good. That was great because you actually that was like six padded minutes. that out. <laughs> six, six minute story. There we go. So now when you see John and he's on the turps and he pulls the story out, you can go, "Oh no, actually I've heard, heard it." <laughs> anyway, sponsors. Yeah. Oh, you gonna say? No, go ahead. Athlinks. Athlinks.com. Yep, and Athlinks are good right now because one thing I was on there this morning, and uh, if you go on your page and you have your main page, you have the wall and so what you know is you may come onto my page and you may write something on my front page, right. my profile page, you could say, and. Um, the wall basically is just an easy way to communicate with people. And when you write something on someone's wall, all your friends will see that as well. So that's really cool. Now, when you go to your inbox now, what they've done is they've also put that someone's actually written on your wall, mm. Mm, which is really good. So it just makes, like, often people just go straight to the wall. Or, for example, I tend to just go straight to my inbox. But now, see, I've got see four private messages and so many messages written on your wall. Right, that's mm. good. And someone was giving me shit this morning. Who was that? Tony O'Hagan was giving me crap. So. Tony O'Hagan's on there, is he? Yeah, good old Tony. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, see? 
Tony, you remember that sprint finish in the Nelson Triathlon a few oh, years ago? He went ago. downtown, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> he went downtown. Tony O'Hagan used to be a very good athlete. Used to be. Yes. <laughs> now he was. He's. Uh, he's finished. Is he still pretty good. Oh, he's. He's, <laughs> he's a racing age group now. He's. Uh, but no, he he's um, hasn't won Ironman New Zealand. But he's finished on the podium. He's also led Ironman Canada before. Great, very good athlete. He says, "Here we go." Might have to give is- some material about John. Oh, here we go. Oh, there we go for a, the Sprint Try Show special. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> there we go. So, yeah, so um, so it's really good. They've just made it more easier for you to see what communication you've got coming in, and I really like it. Yeah. I think it's great. No. And the wall's a really good way to kind of communicate with your mates, give a bit of shit in the public way. And that's, I think, well, for me, I, if I often get emails and stuff, I hit delete pretty quickly. Yeah. I skim read very quickly, but when it's actually up there and I might have a bit of spare time, I actually yep. go and devote a bit of time to it. Yep. Whereas you don't want to clog people's inbox up too much. Yeah. That's why I think this is a really good place to do it. Nice. So that's athlinks.com. We've got our Coffees of Hawaii. Discount time at Coffees of Hawaii it still is. going on. Yep. Uh, through to when? Uh, the end of the year. Great. So if you enter the code IMTALK at Coffees of Hawaii, you get a 20% discount off any purchase, excluding the coffee tins, which yep. we absolutely love, but there's no discount on them. When Albert says something, it's at rock bottom price. It's, it's rock, rock bottom, bottom price. Because Albert is rock bottom man. Yes. Albert, we're looking forward to seeing you at Epic Camp in a few weeks' time. Are we going to talk about anything? Gift cards. Yeah, that's a good idea because you probably... I saw this the other day. You probably struggle to get the shipping through overseas now, wouldn't you? As close to Christmas? Well, I don't know. I'm not going to say that. Email them because, you know, it's a really good gift um, to actually give some coffee. And I really think it is a good gift. But if you can't, give a gift card. The perfect way to show some serious appreciation. Nice. So you can get a $25 card, a $50 card, a $100 card, or a $250 card. And the cards are cool. They are cool cards. I was looking at Porno's card the other day. Because you like cards. You like having cards in your wallet. Yeah, because I think it makes you look like you're important. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, like, coffees of Hawaii, again, because coffee has this stigma about it, doesn't it, that you're mm. really sophisticated. So you put out that card and you go, oh, this guy. Oh. He's sophisticated. Yeah, sophisticated. So there you go. 20% off coffees of Hawaii. Cool, I am cool, talk. I am talk is the code. Yep. You've got the cool tins, which is a good gift item. Failing that, you've got the, the, uh, the gift card. The gift, gift card. Gift card. Card gift. Nice. Trybuys.com, and we want you to go on there for all your Christmas try needs. I actually think you should buy your wife or your partner who's not a triathlete. This is why you're not married. Uh, I I had somebody in for an appointment yesterday and um, I was like, oh, oh, you've got to get into your yoga. You've got to get into yoga. uh, Yoga amazing? Yeah, I did actually mention that and I said, um, because I often say, is your your wife into any of this? And um, he said, oh, yes, you could be into that. And I said, good idea. Go get her a a, a yoga mat and you can do yoga together. And then I actually Uh. thought about it and I said, then I said to him, that's actually a stupid idea. Why? Just go and buy a yoga mat. Don't try to give it as a present. Uh, (laughs) Oh, because then it looks like you're trying to get her into your thing. Yeah. So So as a married man, what are you meant to do? You don't give them anything that's on your your love? Yes. You give them different things. Uh. Well, but still, you could buy them like a really nice top. Because a friend of mine, Heather... Is my boss, a very attractive girl, I have to say. Went into work yesterday, she was wearing an orca top, and I said, That's my world. Right. And she didn't even know yeah. she liked the top. So, right. so if you're going to do that. We could buy clothing. Yeah, yeah try buys. But the winter sale is still on. There's some bloody good deals on there. And uh, you go to trybuys.com. And you go see what's, see on, what's sale. on sale. They've got swimming, biking, running, exterior, and tri gear. Prices are slashed. They really are slashed. Like, look at that. It's like, it's like what, 30% off? Yeah. Good deals. Man, that's all. See, you could get her that. A solid Lycra Diamondback Tankini. <laughs> She's just had a baby, mate. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, and, and also, you may want to drop hints for her. To, so what you should do is send the link through to her accidentally. Right. Yeah. yeah. What do you want for Christmas? We've kind of got a, we've already got our presents sorted. We went, I went to the farmers the other day, what 50% do you, off. But do you buy them? You can't do that. Oh, we've got little, we get little you, things What's the surprise when you wake up Christmas morning? Oh, we get a little bit of a few little oh, things. Oh, man. My sister, my daughter stopped believing in Santa. And actually, oh, okay. I'm not seeing a lot of presents arriving here for us yet from the listeners. Yeah, back it up. It's a bloody good point. <laughs> P.O. Box 41086, Okay. com. And I'm, you know what I really need? Uh, I don't actually need a lot. But uh, fashion, just give me some fashion. Mm. What do you want, John? I would like a disc wheel, please. <laughs> <laughs> I'm obviously, I don't, I'm less needy than you. Yes. <laughs> so try those, what are, our, what are our sponsors again? 
Ethlinks.com. For all your social needs. Coffeesofwire.com. Get the gift. Trybuyers.com. Get another gift. And get us gifts as well. Get, get us lots of gifts. What do you have to do for the rest of the week, John? Jeez, we're going to just get the hour out, aren't we? We're going to get the rest of the week. If we talk some crap for a few minutes. Uh, what do I got on for the rest of the week? Oh, back it up! Oh, dear. Camp yes. Kia Kaha. Camp Kia Kaha. We've, we've officially named it. Glenbo. You're not getting anything, but... Yeah. <laughs> or maybe we'll give you... Maybe we'll put he's a person this week. He's earning too He's over in Oman. He's, apparently he's spending all his money on buying cars and stuff. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> he's earning the Bitcoin. But anyway, for the rest of this week, you should go and do the sprint triathlon on Sunday. There's a challenge. You... You got Tyler oh, on I was going to do a six hour bike ride. Just go do a sprint triathlon. Really? I'm commentating. I'll give, oh, yeah? you, I'll give you a. Have you got a wetsuit? Because I've lent mine to Porno. I can. You're a bit big for my wetsuit, big boy. I can put some mountains <laughs> stuff on it. Camp Kiakaha. Yeah. This is where it's at. This is. You know what? This is what you want for Christmas as well. Exactly. And we don't have many slots left, do we? We don't have too many slots, but we've got slots still available. You've got to qualify for it. <laughs> you yeah. Got, you got to... So this could be saying if we've got partners listening. Oh, and you want to buy good. your triathlete partner something put this bit on a loop and just have it repeating over and over again a spot on this camp is where it's at it's very exciting it goes from the 28th of what June June right through the 2nd of July and we're going to be doing lots and lots of stuff uh, oh, everything's provided other than your airfare uh, airfare very good and so, it's going to be a good preparation camp for anybody getting ready for any of the sort of Northern Hemisphere Ironman races Bevan and I will be getting ready for Rote uh, so Switzerland all those races are about the same time you know what because you're the coach but I'm the entertainer I'm got, I've got some games okay. I've got some games because I do lots of um, training facilitation right. and you do lots of team building games I've got some the clapping game oh, oh great you do clapping to Lord of um, what was the Lord of the Dance thing River Dance River Dance honestly mate it's spine tingling I'm okay. always I'm going to record it when we do it and we're going to put it on the show good okay. So it's not going to be, uh, we are going to do some decent training on the camp, but it's not going to be like an epic type camp, no, no. Uh, but it'll be bloody good times. And we're going to do some of the really decent rides. Oh right? yeah, we're going to ride, the, uh, pretty sure we're going to ride the Tourmalet, and oh. I've ridden that climb and it's magic. Got some good photos on the website this week. Make sure you photos. go to the website this week, because look at that photo. I had my we're work Christmas left. too. <laughs> John, we got, well, we've got new photos, John's doing the Eiffel Tower thing and you're no, missing it. It's the uh, Leaning Tower of Pisa. <laughs> oh, that's fine. And I'm doing an angry aerobics instructor. Then we've got John being Forrest Gump. And Kona at uh, Bubba Gump's. Oh, was that there, was it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, very good. And, and me, I had my work Christmas party this week. and Surrounded by sync girls, but he's still single. Yeah, that's why I teach aerobics for a living. That's what I'm going to say. Anyway, um, so what are you up to for the rest of the week, Jonbo? Gonna do a little bit of training. Thomas's six month birthday today. Oh, well, it's not a six, you don't have a six month birthday. He decided to have a six month birthday at about five o'clock this morning. Really? Woke up, got and, up and he was partying. Mm, oh, really? Um, but other than that, uh, partying with your pants down. Yeah, <laughs> not quite. But other than that, just a few little festive things, little bits and pieces here and there, and then going commentating at this race at the weekend. Have you got your Christmas decorations up? We've got a Christmas tree. Got a Christmas tree at the weekend. Do you put lights up? Tried to, didn't go, went in the rubbish. Got to get some new ones. Oh, you got, you got to do it now. I know. I've got but, three sets up. I, I, was, I put mine up the other day. I'll show you the lounge afterwards. It's very exciting. Socks, because so, it's in New Zealand. So for those overseas, it's probably dark. Mm. Whereas in New Zealand, in Christchurch right now, it's six in the morning through to about 9.30 at night. It's light. So you've got to stay up real late to get the benefits of the lights. Yeah. And I was pretty excited about it. And my my got a flatmate called Bianca Goodchick. I had to get her out of bed at 10.39. Bianca, get out of bed. I made it like there was an emergency. And she came out and she was but she excited. was excited. She was pretty happy about it, to be honest. And what's the story? You've gone completely malletless. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, this is Britpop. Because I go... <laughs> <laughs> so go on the website again, because there's a photo of me with my Britpop. No, because I go to my hairdresser and I say, Mr. Nick James, give me fashion. And he just gives me fashion, and this is fashion now. Right. So... Oh, the world we live in, eh? <laughs> so, anything else for the rest of the week? Uh, no, I'm going to ease back into a bit of cycling. My legs are a bit sore after the weekend. I've started my training you? for Epic Camp. Right. This week was the week where I started. Mm. So, I'm doing two swims a week. I run two or three times a week, and it's going to bite like a mofo. I start doing lots of training. Uh, work Christmas do this weekend, right. which is always good times. Um, There's a bit of Smackdown talk going on on the Epic Camp little email. Yeah, I put it out there, didn't I? Because Brandon Campo from last year, you know, the Alliance member, he's talking out on the first day he's going to miss a session so he's not involved with it or whatever. And I wrote back, I said, just soft. And I made out like he's talking it up, eh? Yeah. He won't be able to resist. He's going to be under my orders, though. I'm going to be pretty strict on him. Oh, there's some guns this year, isn't there? We've got some good standard guys. We haven't got any sort of top elite pros, yep. but we've got quite a few guys sort of around the nine to nine and a half hours. So last so. year I was probably one of the stronger riders this year. It's the amount of riding I've done. Mm. I don't think it'll be Should here. be entertainment plus. 
Oh yeah, we won't be doing my bloody clip game there. I tell you that much. <laughs> anyway, podcasts and sleeping. Be that's, that's all we're going to be doing. We got now three. I told you we would. Next week's going to be a struggle. I'm going to have to find another story now, aren't I? Music actually, actually, one. actually, what we, we we need to do is oh, we'll do this as a blog next week. But start thinking about this. Two things: we're going to do best of the year for a blog next week. Well, not this week, but just think about these things. Your best performance of the year. Plus, over the Christmas time, John and I aren't going to be doing this. We're going to put two of our interviews up for two weeks. So. That's why we can get off and we can still put right. the show out because we've never missed a week, so we're kind of proud of that. And um, so we want to hear. Look at that! I'm sweating like a pig. Um, what interviews you guys would want to hear again? Now, don't email them to us. This is going to be a blog question for next week. But just think, what's the best performances you guys think for the year? Plus, which interviews would you like to hear again over the Christmas period? Yeah. And if there's any other snippets or anything like that you thought were really good? No. No? No, because it takes me hours. You know how the, the year one we did? Yeah. It was like 10 minutes? That took me probably seven hours. <laughs> so I'm not the, I'll do it email for the two-year anniversary. Email Devin. I'll do it for the two-year anniversary. No. No. Okay? <laughs> the hand has gone no, up. I'm, what's, what's the saying? Come on, let's move on. Iron rust. I mean, don't. Train hard. Train smart. Kia, Kia ka. Ka. Beautiful. Beautiful.